Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to I Am Refocused Radio with your host, Shamaya Reed. This show is designed to inspire you to live your purpose and regain your focus. And now, here's your host, Shamaya Reed. Hey, welcome to I Am Refocused Radio. We are here once again today. Man, we have a true honor time to another special guest. We have the one and only Benjamin Owen. He is the founder of the amazing organization, Awakened Man. You can go to the website, awakenedman.org. He's not just a amazing coach for personal and professional careers and individuals, but he's going to share with us his story, how he got to where he is today. And today's topic is how to win the war against your inner enemy. So first and foremost, Benjamin, welcome to the show. Man, thank you so much for that uh, introduction. I'm really, really blessed. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic because I think it's going to be so much, it's going to give so much value to the people that are listening because I think it's one of those things that when we are struggling in our life, we always think that, the things to blame and the things that are in our way are often the obstacles on in the outside world, money, time, all that sort of stuff. When I've seen countless times that it's actually the uh, inner enemy, our, our demons <laughs> that provide the most resistance, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And I like you, you, you're saying that because that's always, for the most part, because disclaimer, I can't speak for everyone, but speaking for myself, that's always the truest battle is day in, day out. You have to choose who am I going to be today? You know, am I going to walk in defeat or am I going to figure this out? And a lot of times until <laughs> the light comes on, you know, uh, paraphrase, until that light comes on, we're always going through these cycles. Yeah. And yeah, I love that same, like, like, like watching the light come on. And, and I, that's exactly what happened for me. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot, of, it was a lot of dark that led to that light coming on, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of personal dark in my relationships, in my finances, in my life that led to me realizing that, uh, things needed to change and I needed to start looking for the real reason that things weren't working out for me. Right. So, um, a quick backstory is that I was, you know, a successful athlete. I started a successful business. I was always that guy that kind of got success easy, but then uh, made a mess of it. You know, I, I, I messed that stuff up and I would do things to sabotage my success unknowingly. 
And now looking back and as clear as day, it was always this part of me that was there to, to mess my life up. And it was, um, it was around about, um, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago when I was speaking to my coach and we were talking about like, what is it that, cause I was having this issue where when I was not, when I most needed to pay attention to detail, it was when I was most lapsed and lackadaisical. And time after time, I'd get amazing podcast guests. I'd get to speak on stage or there would be a business deal where I'd, you know, tens of thousands of pounds are being exchanged and I would, wouldn't pay attention to the detail. The really, really seemingly inconsequential, but very important detail. And he said, have you ever considered that you might self-sabotage, Ben? I'm like, mm, no, there's no way I self-sabotage. I'm a successful guy. I've done really well. And he's like, go and read this book. And it was, it was called Coming Alive by Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. And in that book, it talks about part X, which is the the part of us, which, which is there to, can I swear, by the way, is it, is it X rated? No, you, you're good to go, man. No filter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use F-bomb because this is the only way to best describe it is that the part of us that is there to fuck us up. And and I, when I first heard that, so I heard this from from Barry, the co-author of the book, um, and I was like, hmm, this makes loads of sense. And I'm a, I'm a scientist by, you know, my, my degrees and my, my training was in sport and exercise science was in sports conditioning. And, and, uh, and I was like, no, you know, this sounds very woo woo, but when is it explained like this is that every force has an equal and opposing force. So if you're a man or a woman and you've got this big force for growth, you've got this equal opposing force for destruction within you. And that's your part X. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. That, that, I get that. And as I've met more successful people, I've, as I've coached throughout the years, I've noticed that they, they have this wildly amazing, successful part of them, but which is equal to the self-sabotaging, relationship-ending, money-squandering, booze-drinking behaviors that, that lurk in the background. And my job as, as a coach is to be able to, to, to really help them fight those inner demons and overcome those battles. And that's really what a, a large part of my coaching has been over the last 10, 15 years that I've been a coach. And that really made so much sense to me. I love what you're saying because, I mean, circling back to, you know, the topic of the, today's episode, how to win the war against your inner enemy. I really like the point that you talked about someone who is very successful, high performing. There's the other dark side that is always <laughs> present to to test them to see if they really truly want to continue to to win. And I wanna say this and give it to you again. When I say win, speaking personally, I feel like is when to become the best version of yourself. Not necessarily the materialistic things or I got this, I have that. You know, for me personally, I'll, I'll give back to you. The daily win is like someone told me a long time ago, is to take the step forward versus going backwards because it's so easy to give up. It's so easy. I mean, it's so many options. It's like a buffet line. How do I want to <laughs> quit today? That's on that for the audience. Yeah, actually what you were saying there, it actually 
one of the first things I, I learned in my journey was the the work of Abraham Maslow. And like everyone knows Abraham Maslow for the hierarchy of needs, like, you know, your security needs, physical needs, safety needs, um, psychological needs. And he was famed for that, but he wasn't as, as famous for, for saying this statement, which was what one can be, one must be. Um, and what he meant by that is that in any given moment we're, we're making one of two choices, which is to move forward into growth or back into safety. But when, especially who I work with men, when men choose comfort after comfort, they think they're actually moving towards comfort, but they're not. They're moving towards psychopathological states like anxiety, depression, as far as suicidal ideation, they turn around one day and they're like, how the hell did I get here? Like how, you know, how did I manage to get myself to this place where I'm struggling so much? And it's been so subtle. It's been so under the radar that if you were to track back and look at it, it's like, it's just been one comfortable, micro comfortable decision after another. And that is the work of the your inner enemy. It's to, to, to stop you from choosing that growth decision to move forwards. And it masks it in comfort. And, you know, as we move on in the conversation, I'll, I'll, I'll share some of the ways on, on how I used to, to win that war. But just understanding that was, was a life-changing thing for me. It's like, okay, well, actually, if I want to be psychologically well and I want to be happy and I want to create success in my life, I've, if I'm, you know, any moment to moment, like if I'm on this podcast and I've asked a, a deep question, I can, I can answer the shallow, easy answer or I can go deep. And by choosing that uncomfortable depth in every single way that we create our lives, that's in the long term how I create psychological wellness. Once again, listen to our Refocus Radio talking to our guest today, Benjamin Owen. He is the uh, personal and professional high performance coach. And speaking of being uncomfortable, when you are working with individuals who are high performers, there's also Come, it comes to a point of time where you have to have those difficult conversations. Kind of touch on that with the audience and how those conversations are beneficial for your clients that you work with. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for asking about that. Well, I just want to first of all frame that I was the guy that didn't have uncomfortable conversations. I was the guy that learned the skills uh, academically, intellectually, but I wasn't doing it in real life. So I realized at 21, 22, 23, that I avoided hard conversations like the plague. I really found it uncomfortable because my conditioning as a child was that a hard conversation, a debate would end up in anger and then would, when it, that would end up in violence. So as a boy, I learned that, that, hard conversations learned to break down of relationships. And when I started coaching, I noticed that a lot of my clients experienced the same. Like they would avoid hard conversations. And what I found was that there was two things going on is that people didn't like to have hard conversations because it involved a great deal of courage, which they hadn't exercised in a long time. It's probably one of the hardest things to do in a relationship is in, enter into a conversation where the stakes are high, there's mixed opinions and emotions are, are running strong. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I'm I'm the perfect guy to be teaching this because I was terrible at this and I'm actually way better after learning these constructs in my 20s. And so when you enter into a hard conversation, it's like, so say Shemaya now and I, and I are about to have a hard conversation. What I'd go in and I'd say, hey, man, the reason I want to have this conversation is because I actually want to get closer to you. I want to stay deeply connected with you. And so what you do is going into the conversation, he knows throughout the rest of that conversation, the reason my my intent for that conversation is that I want to get closer to him. So even if I call him a name or we end up arguing, the, the deep intention at the start of the, of the conversation is that I wanted to be closer to him. So like, that's the first thing. And then the the second one is, is just looking is that there's actually a framework I go through with clients, but it's just making sure that you stick to the facts. Cause often when you're trying to have a hard conversation, it's about mixed opinions. And then if I give my opinion and my beliefs, th- these aren't tangible facts. So say I said to you, Oh, I feel that you're being lazy in the house. That's my opinion. But if I said, Hey, for the last six weeks, I've taken out the garbage and I thought we were going to share this. You know, we agreed to share this, this burden of the household chores, um, 50, 50, that doesn't suggest 50, 50 to me. So that's more of a fact. And what, what it does is giving people these tools to have these conversations means that when they wade into these conversations, they feel far more equipped and they feel that they can follow a like a framework that's in their mind, which just really helps them stay safe and stay out of heightened emotions, like really, really heightened emotions. But you know, I've said this to loads of clients. You'll still you'll still find these hard. There is no way, there is no way to have a hard conversation without feeling emotional. It's just like because if it is a real hard conversation, you will feel emotional. But what this will do will give you a great amount of confidence. So yeah, that's the that's that's a bit on the hard conversations because I think it's a really great skill for, for especially men to have because if a man wants to lead, he's often going to be the man who has to lead into this conversation. And you mentioned the key word confidence. Quick question for you to follow up on that. Is there such a thing that exists of having false confidence? And is that a sign of someone who is not open to having those hard, difficult conversations? Mm, that's a really great question. I, I'm, I'm just thinking. I, I think false confidence is where confidence is being put in, a, in an external source. And in my life, I could, I'd say I had false confidence when I had the money in the bank and I had the car in the driveway and I had the house and I had the wife and we had the lifestyle. And that made me feel confident. And when I, when I turned 30, all of that went away over literally in a couple of months. It all disappeared. My business started struggling. My wife left me. My, my car it was no longer mine and we sold it. So all these things I externalized and put my confidence. It's like, oh, I'm a successful guy. I'm happy because I'm, I'm doing well because... People respect me because of all these external things 
was the the reason I could call myself confident. And then I got really shaky when I when I went through my divorce. And then what I realized that confidence is something that is is like something you create by um there's actually something I learned recently is that true confidence is self-restraint. It's the ability to restrain yourself in, in any given moment and to, to choose the right decision. So in any given moment where there is a hard, hard conversation to be had, it's to be able to choose the hard, the hard um, choice <laughs> and wade into that no matter what the conditions are going on. Does that's that make sense? A, yeah, that's a great point because it circles back into what we're talking about, you know, winning that war against you, against the one you see in the mirror because you're the loudest voice in the room. No one is talking, you know, to you as loud as you are. And if you're not careful, you will talk yourself out in doing anything that is productive and that will actually help you. And when you look at the at the facts, like you said earlier in, in the show about seeing the light, it's one thing to see the light, but it's a different thing to actually make a shift. Answer this question. Why is it so hard for people to shift to something that's actually going to help their life? Why is it so hard for some people to make that shift? Yes. Yeah, um, I wondered that for years. I, I owned a gym. Um, I still own the gym. I, I sold I sold a part of the gym. Um, and I was in body transformation for 10 years, like maybe a little bit longer. And um, I used to have this, like there's, the people would come in and they'd be doing amazingly well and they would sabotage themselves. They'd like give up when they were had lots of momentum. They would lose loads of weight and then put it all back on. Or And I, and I started thinking about that problem probably about 10, 15 years ago. And I never had a, a really an answer. And then when I started learning about part X, your inner enemy, your saboteur, resistance, whatever you want to call it from the different self-development you've been reading or texts from the Bible, you know, Diabolos, the, the Bible called it the devil, is that people think that it, it self-sabotage comes in massive, huge actions of self-destruction where you do something really, really stupid at a certain moment. I don't think it happens like that. Uh, the, we ever might heard the, the devil does its work in the dark. And what this means is that they often are not aware of how this goes on. And I can, I can share a couple of ways it, uh, that the self-sabotage can be happening for you. Um, so the first one is, is impulse is like powerful impulses. So you're about to sit down and do your work, like really important work. So for example, if I'm about to sit down and I'm about to write a page in my book or I'm about to do work that really is going to change my business or I'm going to write a really great email to someone that's going to really help me shift my business or you know, apply to a podcast or something like that, I get this powerful impulse to scroll to go and jerk off or go and go to the cookie jar or go and make a cup of tea. We're, we're in Britain, by the way, dude. We, we, we kind of, tea drinking is a thing. <laughs> I'll make a cup of tea. Um, drink, go, make, go and make a, a cup of coffee. And, and that is often 
it's, it's this powerful urge because what it does is it steals your present moment attention. It steals that away so you can't move forwards. And what people don't realize is, is things like that is exactly how we self-sabotage. We just take ourselves and out of the present moment enough so we don't do the thing that moves us forward in our life. And there's other ways that, such as we hang on to unhelpful emotions and we create a victim narrative. So I've, I don't know if you've ever been washing the dishes or you've been doing the laundry and then you've, you're, you felt super resentful towards your partner about that. The fact you're doing it and they're not. And then you've, you've created this really vicious narrative in your head and just reacted to it. So then that you're in this horrendous state. So when they walk through the door or when you next see them, you're in this poisonous, horrible, angry, pissed off state. And then you don't create the most beautiful of relationships. And, and this is like these little, these little, a very under the radar symptoms of your inner enemy of how it works is often what people don't recognize in, in self-sabotage. That makes sense. Definitely, definitely makes sense. Once yeah. again, listen, I'll refocus radio talking to our guest today, Benjamin Owen. And yeah, everything he's saying makes sense because like someone told me before, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Well, not everybody's doing it, obviously. So that's facts. That is it's super hard to do what we're talking about. But to win the war, you have to be you have to be dedicated to it. Like whoever's listening, like we are facing it. Benjamin's facing it. I'm facing it. We all are facing it. There's not a day that goes by. Like you said, you can be uh, writing a page in your book and all of a sudden your phone chimes and boom, distraction. You know, boom, now you're on social media and boom. It's just like someone tell me it's an infinite scroll. And before you know it, your intentions to try and do something productive completely shut down. And someone will say, well, that's just like a discipline or blah, blah, blah. Well, the truth is that we all are truthful and admit to it. Don't we all lack discipline? So this is not something that we win instantly. It's something that we win one step at a time. Mm, I totally agree. When you look at how you've been able to help so many people with what you've been able to face, you know, paraphrase, face your own giants. What has been people's comments who have gone through, you know, your coaching and then finally understanding that they can win this inner battle, but it's just something that they have to learn to win and apply. I think the first thing that they notice is that they, they were often fighting a war a war against some unknown enemy. They didn't know what it was or how it showed up in their lives and they, they couldn't label it. And this is actually for you guys who are listening in and you ladies, this, this is the first part of this battle is, is labeling your enemy, like labeling it as it shows up. All oh, right, that's just my part X. That's just my inner enemy. And Believe it or not, just doing that, just taking away its power by by giving it a label saying, oh, that's just this part of me that's trying to make my life harder, that's trying to stop me from growing, is the first step in winning the battle. And like that's like 70% of the work. And what they what a lot of clients say is like, oh my God, I didn't realize this part of me was so pervasive in my life. It's doing it in my relationship, it's doing it in my business, it does it in my parenting. 
It does it in my fitness. And what was is really I mean, what is really interesting, every single guy guy that has learned to understand the the language of self-sabotage, like, you know, just really learn the territory and the 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 landscape so they can label it. They say, oh, this is just this part of me that's trying to mess me up. They start to they start to really observe their thoughts instead of just believing them. So instead of reacting to every single the thought they have about a person or what they should do next, they just go, oh, that's interesting. Do I need to pay attention to that? Do I need to act upon it? So for example, say they're doing their work and they're really knee deep in some really creative work and they get this feeling and the thought that they need to go and jerk off or go and eat food. Instead of going and taking immediate action on it and being reactive, they become choice driven. And it was, you know, Vic, you know, Victor Frankl's work in Man's Search for Meaning. We talk about a lot, a lot in my programs is that in any given moment, we we have one final freedom, which is to choose our attitude in any circumstance. And it's that tiny gap, that tiny gap that we can create. And I, I think that my clients feel more free because all of a sudden they've started to recognize that they've got a choice in in between like the stimulus of the thought and their reaction. So a lot of people, their cravings go down, they or their impulses come down. They don't do as much dumb stuff to sabotage themselves. They start taking conscious actions towards the things that they know will improve. And yeah, they, they really set themselves free. Like we said earlier in the interview, you are the founder of Awakened Man, the organization go website, awakenedman.org. Can you touch on the fact why we can't be islands? Someone listening is like, well, I can just do this myself. You know, I don't need to be in no communities. I don't, I don't need to be around a whole lot of people. I'm an introvert, blah, 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 blah. Why yeah, is it important um, to be the opposite? Yeah, I think for me personally, and this is why I started Awaken Man, is that I was, I was, I learned to be a man from my mother. You know, my, my dad was absent. He wasn't in the home. My dad was either working away as when I was really young. He was working, you know, a lot to support the family. And so I was sold the idea of masculinity from a woman and that woman, my mother, who I love very much and loves me very much, she was hurt by my dad. So I was sold the idea about how to be a man from a woman who hated men. And she, my actual, my, um, the, my, my whole mum's family, like they come from a line of women, men, man haters. So I had created this boyhood version of masculinity um, and how to be a man from a woman who'd been hurt by a man. It's like, don't be like your father to get love or don't be like your father or you'll hurt. And so that caused a lot of problems in my life. I wasn't decisive like my father. I wasn't punctual like my father. I wasn't organized and disciplined like my father. And I, and I said to my sister one day, I was like, how come I don't have all these traits like my dad? And I'm really, really surprised. And she, and he's like, oh, go figure. He wasn't at home or you didn't really have much or enough contact with him. Or you were painted and sold this version of, of, of you, if you were like that by my mum, that you wouldn't be loved. And I was like, I get it. I really get it. So for me, a lot of men need to be taught um, and, to, and to learn how to be 
the the kind of masculine man that they want to be around other conscious men. And you cannot do this work in isolation. You cannot do that. It's, it's, it's absolutely impossible. And I can say this from, from like from being in men's groups for like the last six years, is I have learned more from the, these groups of conscious men that you could learn in any textbook, that read on any group, or by just being in the company of great men having good conversations like we're doing today. Once again, listen to Ari Focus Radio talking to Benjamin Owen. You can go to his website right now is awakenedman.org. You can also follow him on social media. Want to say, man, time goes by when you're having fun. Last thing to button everything up. While we're discussing winning against your inner enemy, what would you say for someone who hear this right now and they're like, okay, how did I take that first step? What was one thing I could do basically, you know, small steps at a time? What can they start today to start make that shift? Yeah, that's a great question because we had the same thing. It's like, well, once I know about this inner enemy, how do I start fighting it? Labeling it. Labeling it, just see it where it shows up. What we've done is we've actually created a... We created a, a course, like a, a podcast free course. It's like totally as a gift because we we knew the value of of being able to label this. It's called innerenemy.com. <laughs> and all it is is a series of podcasts where you can just listen in and we'll teach you the very symptoms to look out for and just start la- labeling that part X, labeling that inner enemy and just watch it shrink in your life. And, and that, just just doing that is the start of something that will be exponentially life-changing. It will keep compounding as you fight that every single day. As you start labeling that, fighting that, your life will change significantly. Man, if that don't motivate you, man, I don't know what will because I feel like as soon as this podcast is done, you can just start. <laughs> you know, just like they would say, start where you are. And yeah. just listen to the episode again. You know, go go to his website, uh, awakenman.org. Because like I said, I feel like it's a daily commitment. Like you can even listen to this podcast and be like, I got it. And then in, in two hours, you don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how life works. <laughs> it's a reality. I totally agree, man. And to your point you said earlier, it's like when you're about to write a page, you know, for your book or whatever. As soon as you decide to make something productive of yourself, I call it this, life happens. You know, someone knocks on your door. You know, you get, you get a phone call. You know, something happens. And then if you allow that to take you away from what you're trying to get done, then guess what? It doesn't happen. So it doesn't happen until you happen. And when you make that decision, to make it happen no matter what, that's when you know you're making a good shift. And last thing I'll say is being around good people will always build you to the better person that you desire to be. And for you personally, how has that, last thing with our thoughts, how has that also um, keep you consistent and even if you do fall off, you get back on the path, being around good people that sharpen you? I think it's just I have um, 
especially in my men's group in, in the wake command is that there's high levels of challenge. You know, we invite challenge from one man to look at another and say, I want to challenge you on your bullshit. I want to, I want to challenge you on that, on that narrative that you're spinning that's keeping you playing small. And it's done from a place of love and service. So, you know, great question because a lot of guys are not used to that. They're not used to that. They're not used to being challenged on their bullshit. And they, like I said before, that they believe everything they think. They think that everything they think is fact. And they think that there's only one way to do things or there is their way or the highway. And what a supportive group of conscious men will do will say to you, listen, man, I love you and I want the best for you. I also think what you're, what you're spinning right here isn't helpful for you. Have you thought about looking at it like this? And, and I think just having that group and that co- container, that team, that whatever you want to call it around you, just does that. It challenges your bullshit, but it also you see other men constantly pushing themselves and stepping it up in every area of their relationship, their life, their money game, their parenting game. And so you just see levels of performance in your life that you would not have seen. And, and it was actually in a taxi not so long ago. And the taxi driver was, you know, he was actually, he was actually a really wealthy man who just enjoyed driving. So he became a taxi driver on the side. And he said, you'll never, ever achieve the success that you can't see. And that for me really clarified a lot about being a group of powerful men is that you start to see levels of success that you wouldn't have done if you were trying to be that lone wolf. And for me, that was just like, yeah, that's so powerful. Man, this is a great, great episode, man. I appreciate your time being on the show today. We've been talking to our guest, Benjamin Owen. Go to his, his website, awakenedman.org. Again, Benjamin, thanks for your time. Thank you so much, brother.